We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, hit straight down the middle by the Robin Vale Golf Resort. Hey, Charlie. Nothing mine. Is this on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear myself, sorry. <laughs> uh, Professionalism plus you. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Here's a story. We'll start off with a story. You can put those on if you want. Yeah. Um, when Nova 100 first launched, Kate yeah. Langbrook said exactly that. What? Is this, is this on? on? Yeah. yeah. That were the first words spoken on Melbourne's fair Nova enough. 100. Yeah, probably fair enough. Yeah. Or do we speak now or something like that? Hey, um, speaking of the golf club, though, have you been past there today? Yes, just about five minutes ago. 20. How are you with, um, are you a grammar spelling Nazi at all? Uh, sometimes. Why? Have you seen the golf club entrance sign? No. At the f- <laughs> on the road? What does it say? It says enter. No. It's spelt wrong. Al Mitchell, how are you? <laughs> so wrong. Oh my goodness. I haven't. I haven't messaged Carmel yet. How's it spelt? But they can't change it. That would have been something they bought, wouldn't it? I would hope not. I hope people are not selling those incorrectly spelt signs willy nilly. You proofread it. I don't know. I don't know. Probably it's... no one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, because it, mm. it looks like it's a, a bought sign. It does look like it's a bought, like it's not something. So they probably would have just bought it and then put it out there and then not bought much of it. Well, I don't know whether it would actually even be the golf club or whether it's the oh, guys. Big roads. Vic, like, oh, yeah. no, not big roads. Uh, whoever's doing the. Mm. Yeah. It's not a permanent thing, is it? It's no, no. no. Like Thank goodness. It's just for the roadworks because they're doing the roadworks at the moment. Yeah. Oh, there you so, go. So, um, anyway, that did give me a giggle, but at the same time, Made my skin crawl because I hate spelling mistakes. Anywho. Anywho. Al Mitchell, how are you? Come close to the microphone so we can actually hear you. That'd be great. Really good. That's really good. good. <laughs> really, really well, good? Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> you look, no. no, you're looking good. <laughs> what? It's all that time out of the sun. Yeah, yeah, it must be. <laughs> mm. um, how's the, the motel and the bistro and stuff going now? Are you all, you're able to have people in there at the moment, aren't you? Yes, we can have ten people dine mm. in the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and twenty outside. Unfortunately, we don't really have huge capacity outside. Um, can outside be like something. just put them across in the park? Yeah, across the road. <laughs> yeah, in the park. Just walk we've, across we've, with. A... <laughs> we've still got the pods, uh, which are great. Yeah. Um, it's just when it's windy, it's uh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. you've still got to combat the weather, but and September's. And October's that sort of time of the year, um, but it's sorry, Elle. it's going well. We've, we've been really fortunate to have um, Bendigo Health here, oh, doing the vaccines. clinics, yeah. So, and that's been an ongoing thing for a, a good two months, and and they're continuing to come back. So, that's certainly helped us. Mm. There's a fair few of them there too. Yeah, well, they feel. Our rooms every oh, couple of weeks. Perfect. Do they? So that's fortunate. We're that's very fortunate. Yeah, very fortunate. Because there's yeah, there's others. Because then they in. dine in, and then we send them up the street to the bakery and yeah, I saw them at Lofts. Yeah, to oh, spread the love. Yeah, a little bit further and yeah, just share the pie. Geez, you're lucky though. Oh, look. Yeah, there's been, there's a lot of others that are not in absolutely fortunate positions. We're, yeah, we're, we're very grateful mm. for it. So. That has certainly helped us in the last month um, feel like we're a little bit normal. Yeah. Hey, what are the rules with um, – do you still have to check people where they're from? 
Yes, yes. So license. I mean, obviously, people that we we don't know are the yeah. primary concern as to where they've come from, and we are we. We don't really want anyone from Melbourne dining in yeah. because we get a lot of essential workers from Melbourne, but we ask them to behave as if they're still in lockdown. So Yeah, well, that's the thing. You bring your though, rules with you. Yeah, so. that's right. And even though they're, they're quite possibly entitled to come and dine in now, yeah. we prefer to do room service just to yeah. more for the safety of others mm. than yeah. anything. And we don't – part of our COVID safe plan is that we, we simply don't service their room until they leave. Yeah, okay. So that you'll just open the room, air it out, just you know, go yeah. in, spray. Like we we try to avoid any risk or yeah. as much risk as we can. Yeah, it's that sort of stuff that you know we as, have to. I saw. Oh, I've heard someone. I was at a cafe in Mildura yesterday, and I've heard them, the the cafe people talking to uh, this this couple who were from Melbourne, and I feel like they were just on holidays. They were just doing what they want, kind of thing. They're around. Mm, I was going to say, there's a few of those around. Yeah. Um, there's a – I know some members of Murray Region Tourism have had, yeah, some instances with people coming from Melbourne to – and not around here, but um, over like Albury, Wodonga, that area, people from Melbourne coming up and expecting seven-star service in three-star establishments and absolutely – ripping shreds off, you know, their junior receptionists and things like that when they're not even supposed to be there. So it's a real case of entitlement in some cases. Not saying that that's the norm, but um, there's a little bit to deal with. There's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot for everyone to deal with, whether it's you're the the traveller who shouldn't be coming from Melbourne but are Mm. or is, and then there's us as – people in tourism hospitality trying to deal with the ongoing changes without mm. offending anyone. Mm. But then also much. too, like... And keeping ourselves safe. Mm. The, you know, how they're talking about the vaccine passports to get into places like Euston Club, for instance. Mm. Can you imagine being a bull sucker on the door? Mm. I really, really... Them in that situation. I'm. Yeah. Uh, we, we still are trying to get our heads around what could be in the next few weeks for us. So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, really difficult one. if if they were to go down the vaccine passport road, that's just another thing for a business like yours to absolutely try and regulate. How are you going to manage that? It's just another. Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that, and this is just my opinion. Yep. I'm of the opinion that businesses should be free to make up their own mind. Like, let them do it, and don't. There shouldn't be any government regulation, government enforcement, anything like that. Let businesses make up their own mind. Healthcare workers in certain industries, not all essential workers, fine. Mandate vaccines there, but that list of authorised workers that they're saying now uh, they're mandating vaccines for, I think is is just overarching control. It's it's, it's very lengthy, mm. yeah. But uh, healthcare workers or anyone associated with healthcare? Fine. Definitely. Absolutely. Like yeah. if you're like say the hospital staff in oh, here or Mildura, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Or that, anyone that's working with vulnerable people, kids, got, yeah, the elderly. Patient, anyone that's got patient contact. Yeah, immunocompromised people yeah. or – but as far as small businesses go, like there's enough that small business owners have to deal with now as far as government intervention and regulation and red tape. Like let's not add another – Layer. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about something more positive though. Um, <laughs> burgers. 
Still going strong? Still going strong. <laughs> Great. The burgers are, are still really popular. <laughs> Haven't added a vegetarian option for our friend over here? Yeah, no, they did do it, one specially for did me. Did it once? Yeah. No, no, we had a new one. Yeah, the, the faux one. The potato one. No, we did it. I made Ooh. one. Especially. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's something. So if Damo's going to do Aussie hoops on a Wednesday, does that mean he takes Wednesday nights off or does he start late? And could that be the – we could bring back vegetarian Wednesday. Vegan Wednesday. <laughs> vegan Wednesday. <laughs> no, you don't want vegan stuff. But, yeah, that's, that's it could be. Going too far. It could be. Yeah. Because um, I know Damo loves meat and he's so anti-vegetarian oh, no. burger. I had the conversation oh, with him this morning, bless him. Even with the Buddha bowls, he he's struggling with that. So, <laughs> you know, it's – um. It's interesting, but yeah, no, the burgers are still going strong. We we want to bring out a couple of newer ones for summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Just don't we, take we Mad Max get, off the menu. Pardon? Don't take the Mad Max no, off the menu. No, 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 it's not. Like upgrade it's it not going to the Jade version. The Jade version. Mm. Oh god. Uh, we are. We'll have tables come in and just have burgers. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You know, oh, good. There'll be some random person on the table of eight <laughs> or ten that'll say. Have a scotch thing. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone will look at them saying, you, you don't, <laughs> have a burger. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's going really well. Uh, everyone that seems to have one thinks, oh, it's great. Mm. Yeah. Some really good feedback. So that's that's great for Damo and great for us. And, yeah, we're yeah, just trying to come up with some new ideas and new things for summer going forward. Working on the beer garden still. Oh, how's, it, how's that all going? I just need some shade sales. That's all I'm What's the issue with on. the shade? Is it a permit thing or is it a? It's going to now. Oh, right, okay. Like, it's just been delays with, yep. you know, getting things done mm. is what it is. So yep. um, we're hopeful mm. <laughs> by summer. I did say spring. <laughs> now we're hopeful by summer that we might have it up. And operational, I have to come up with a new plan otherwise. Um, and we're looking at doing things like we'd like to do some music. We've got some funding through the council yeah. for uh, events like music events, so getting local artists to come and Live play. on the lawn. Live on the lawn. Yeah. So that's what we're planning. Mm. And I actually had planned one for October. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did a draft of an mm. event mm. and just left How's it that at go? that and then looked back at the date recently and went, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a bit optimistic, but again, going forward. So um, we still hope to do those sort of things live on the lawn and towards the end of October, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I'm thinking mm. more November now. I was going to yeah. say it'd be I'll after the fifth of November. Yeah. 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 So that sort of thing and theme nights. We did recently did a Mexican. I saw that, night, which was really mm. fun, mm. and it was just great to have. Something completely off menu. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't have it on the menu at all. Did you make fishbowl margaritas? <laughs> well, I attempted the margarita. Mm. I'm not very good at that. Jess Curran well, is very good at making don't drink margaritas. Them. Don't uh, drink them while you're making them. No. <laughs> <laughs> not How else are you going to know if they're any good? <laughs> I was. I recently, we had another night recently where I did a Oh, Moondog Margarita or something. Moondog Margarita? I may have made it up. Don't moon dog, moon dog it beer. had ginger beer in it. And Ooh. Fantastic, Ooh. according to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, not fancy, not edged with salt or anything like that. Doesn't it need looked, to be. It just needs to have no, tequila in it, really. And a slice of pineapple. Yum. I felt it was – I liked it. Look, I'm yeah. happy and to I'm sample it for you. 
sort of drinker. So, mm. yeah. Oh, I am. I think I'm going – we've got a Jack's Table this Saturday night mm-hmm. and might bring that one out again. I'm off to Bruce Skins to get my cocktail shake. <laughs> yeah, right. Excellent. So he's just let me know that there's a couple in stock now, so we'll grab one of those. Fabulous. So I can give up the plastic shake. <laughs> hey, if, so long as it's a vessel that shakes, mm. what does Lim- it matter? The Maduri one you got from IGA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maduri shaker. That came for free. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're sort of doing a few things like that just to, I don't know, give people just something different. Yes. Yeah. And a reason to... You know, we had a few people dress up for mm. the Mexican night. Okay, it was a hat, and when <laughs> that's right. Dale Kelly rang me to see if they had to dress up. Huh? You said, said yes, well, I of am course. Actually, trying to fashion a what are they called? Poncho. Poncho mm. out of a towel right now. Oh, so, how'd that work out? Yeah, no. Yeah, mm. we mm-hmm. decided not to do that. Mm. I came up with something else, but you know, people went out <laughs> yeah. and they just put holes in things. And I think people are just looking for hash, yeah, <laughs> but people are just looking for an excuse to do stuff like yeah. that and just go out for yeah. dinner or uh, yeah. So and it was fun and yeah, and the food was just different mm, yeah. and easy to eat and nachos. Oh, good nachos! Yeah, really good nachos. Yeah, good. And the nachos are life. We had the Pulled pork, chicken, variety of tacos. Yum. What else did we have? Oh, then we had chilli. Ooh. Ooh. Little bowls of chilli with, with um, corn chips and sour cream. Yum. And not too much. Like it was just. Yeah. You just, and you just sort of picked at things mm. continuously. So it was good. Yum. It I do love Mexican food. Just, just mm. different. Can we talk about, are we allowed to mention Jack's house? <laughs> Are we calling it Jack's uh, house? Yeah, we're well, calling it Jack's house well, now. That's what it's called we, now. We've come up with nothing better and we've toyed with a lot. <laughs> um, it currently is still called Norton's Yeah. if anyone's looking for it. but it's, <laughs> Well, let's, um, yeah, let's let's explain what we're talking about yeah. for those who may not know. Yes. Yeah, so you bought in, my house. In, yeah, yeah, I've bought quite a few people's house. Yeah. It um, we have down on the river and I, th- I think I said to Jay years ago before Norton's bought it, I wanted to buy it then, but we were on a farm and we're never looking like leaving, so we didn't do it then. Um, never say never. Yeah. So never say never, and now we have. Mm. Um, so the idea is to Airbnb it mm-hmm. for now. Um, that's in part to keep Dean happy. <laughs> <laughs> and in part to keep me happy so that we can still use it for our family when we need to or want to and uh, enable tourists that come to Robinvale to have something a bit bigger than a motel room. Yeah. yeah. Could it, is it also going to serve as like an overflow for the motel? Like if yes, you were to get it's, family it's bookings, definitely yeah. running yeah. under the guise of the motel. Yeah. Airbnb is the initial point of contact, but the mm. plan is for it to eventually just. We could just whack it on the website. Yeah. 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 And just do it that way. Um, and we've got some bookings already. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that's good. It's, you know, it sleeps nine, so it's it's great for and families. Christmas, and Christmas time, Easter time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what about even, um, what's her name, uh, Ski Race Weekend? Yeah, Ski yeah. Race Weekend. We've got a booking for next year that's actually for a, like a good chunk oh, okay. for harvest, so that's good. And it's, yeah, it, it's something that I, I want to live in eventually. Yeah. We definitely want to live in. Mm. Yeah. Just have to. So hopefully no one wrecks it. across the line. <laughs> um, he's not allowed to rent it for any longer than a certain period of time. Yeah. I think we, we, we need to establish uh, parameters on this whole leasing of the house. Mm. 
but it's it's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. And I'm a mad gardener. Oh, well, there's heaps to, to do there. <laughs> a gardener a garden again mm. yeah. is really exciting to me, even though right now I'm completely overawed by it all. Yeah. It's, it's still wonderful to know that given time, mm. it, going to there's three acres there isn't there yeah that's a so, big garden yeah dibs on subdivision yeah <laughs> me no well thanks are you getting chickens in the chicken house oh, i so want them back well oh, you get eggs bobbies. and everything yeah yeah you have yeah what eggs. a novelty for guests to be able to feed the chooks oh, yeah I and then you can fence a bit off and have some goats and like stuff yeah and foxes like snakes yeah. too but i mean I, chooks yeah you know i do like a chook oh. it's um yeah so it's that's we're, exciting. We're sort of going to set it up. Dean Mitchell, there's talk of a golf buggy. Oh, handy. Yeah, because it's just uh, down the road. To um, he can buy loops. Courage I'll offer golfers it up. to come and stay. Ah. Oh, good idea. Golf packages, who knows? Yeah, uh, he's great he's idea. Overflow from the golf resort as well, Yes, which will be open soon, hopefully, although they can't have people, as you well know, can't have more than 10 people. Yeah, there's a few – there's some interesting rules yeah. regarding accommodation. You yeah. can actually have – so unless you are from the same household, mm. you cannot share a room. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you can – So if you want to go away for a dirty situation. weekend. Well, as long as you live together. Well, yeah. intimate partner's okay. Oh, okay. There's so – I was going to say, so and who's policing that, though? Are you sitting there going, are you two intimate partners if they've got different addresses? <laughs> of course you are. Yes, yeah. just nod and smile, Al. Yeah. Like, For the really, listeners, Al really, just nodded and smiled. Yeah. And smiled. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> difficult one. You've got, you've got um, people that travel together for work mm. from Melbourne, regional Victoria, wherever. They've travelled five hours in a vehicle together. Who may or may not be intimate partners who, by that stage. Exactly, <laughs> who cannot share a room together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and that's... Yeah, there's just a lot of grey areas, and it's it's and that's difficult for businesses to accept that they've got to pay double accommodation as mm. well when they're trying to make money. As mm. well, they're just like any other small business that's trying to control costs. Yeah, that's so, right. So you've been to go help, um, right? See how you've got the house there now, and yep. there's ten of them. Mm-hmm. They can't all stay in the one place then, nope. even though they work together every day. Nope. That makes no sense. It makes they no can't, sense. They can't share a room anywhere. Yeah. They've they've actually just. Today, so this is yeah. Well, place. this is obviously why they're filling the motel if yes. they can't. See. Wow. Yeah. So they have to. Um, and I mean, there's certain organisations that's just their normal yeah, procedure. Yeah. 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 Well, but there's Amos certainly would never make a share room. that you know, especially trades that yeah. they'll come down and if they have to, they'll share a room. Yeah, yeah. If, it's, yeah. if there's not accommodation available, so. Mm. But then you're having to turn them away. Yeah. And then they'll go elsewhere anyway. Yeah. So it's it's really it's both sides. It's it's difficult. But they're just they're just the things we've got to yeah. you know, mm. deal with. We don't really have a choice no, at this stage. That's right. I'm and hoping, I'm optimistic that all of this stuff will, you know, after December 15, which is another date, you know, there's all these milestone dates. I'm hoping after that date that things might somehow ease up. I don't know. We'll have to wait and no see. No one looks at dates. Anyway. No, I don't want to set dates either, but the no. 15th of December is when the state of emergency ends. A couple of cases in uh, Mildura at the moment. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. Interesting. But, again, I'm not looking at, and I don't think the Victorian government are either, I don't think they're looking at case numbers now. I think they're looking at vaccination rates. Yeah. However, it could be problematic in um, somewhere like Mildura where the vax rate's still relatively low, mm. comparatively speaking. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I learnt yesterday, so I was I was on this um 
I suppose, party trail. So when Swan Hill LGA, who I know will hit like over 100% given the disparity in our population, we've hit greater than 95% and that's all they're reporting. So now it would just be greater than 95%. So they're not actually going to give us the your yeah, 110%. 150%. Yeah, exactly. Which has really kind of annoyed me because I was looking forward to hitting that over 100 so we could go back to the feds and go, see, your data's wrong. You need to listen to us a bit. Anyway. Yeah, it comes back to another. Yeah, I think this is a much better census than the census itself, if I'm honest. Yeah. But anyway. Indeed. Yeah. Al, we're going to catch up with your son, Seamus, next week, which is exciting. Exciting that he's agreed in the first place, although... I'm excited that he's a Yeah. Well, he did last year. He was our um, Christmas Eve before he took off or when he was – might have been back on a weekend or something last last year. So um, we're going to do a first-year follow-up with him next year – next week, next year. (laughs) My brain's not really working today. Sorry. Um, But it's good to see you and it's good to see that everything's like – Yeah. Trying to, you know, getting back on track. Getting there. Yeah. Getting there. We're, yeah, out and about – well, we hope everyone else will be out and about soon too. Yeah. So – um, we're looking. F- we're really looking forward to a strong summer. Yeah, which is what happened last year, mm. yeah. which was unusual mm. for us. We don't. Um, the caravan park is always, always full, full yeah. mm. because when you come to Robinvale, you want the river. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't necessarily translate in that we get full as well. Mm. Um, but last year, mm. because. Of People couldn't travel outside Victoria, and then on New Year's Eve, everyone got told to get the hell out yeah. to Victoria. Well, it might be the same this year again, yeah. I suppose. So. You never know. So that 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 in itself was really good for us. Yeah. And we're really hoping for and, and new people coming up. Yeah. That this well, we already know that because they've made bookings with us, mm. they're coming back. Yeah. yeah. Their first time Robinvale visitors last year, and they're coming back yeah. for you know Australia Day weekend or whatever it was, yeah. which is great. It's yeah. good to see people coming oh, back. Look, it's just, it's really, it's wonderful to see that they've enjoyed our part of the world. Yeah. That, and they want to come back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people know, I was having this conversation at council yesterday. Um, we we're having some discussions about other things, but I was asked when people ask me, where is Robinvale? I'm like, you know what? Not many people actually say, where is Robinvale? Yeah. A lot of people know where Robinvale is because they visit, they come here for the river, they're, you know, water skiers. Or that. There's a lot of people that have first, second, third, even fourth degree connections with, mm. with Robinvale. Like it's not an obscure town anymore. People know it. Mm. And I think if we're getting people that have visited last year because they had nowhere else to go and now they're coming back, then we might be on the cusp of some sort of tourism boom here. Yeah, which need Which means we need more tourism infrastructure like Jack's House. So well done. Oh, yeah. And, and so much more. <laughs> yeah. So much more. We hope – I'm putting it out there. I haven't really spoken to Damo yet. He might be the first time he hears about it. <laughs> but even we, we want to trial again things like Sunday um, brunches, yeah. And yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, see how that goes over the summer. I mean, that's the that's the ideal time is when you actually have visitors. Come. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be walking along that street any day or well, last weekend, and people stopped to try and get some coffee or some breakfast, and I just said, look. There's nothing available down the street yeah. on a Sunday and, yeah. and you'll really struggle to find anything here. Mm. You can come back and have a coffee at my place. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be doing breakfast or anything. And I said, once summer comes, mm. that might be the... But the couple of times that you did do it for like the 42K running group and yeah. we went back and had, like, brilliant. And that's all you need, coffee and pancakes. Mm. You don't need anything more than that. It was brilliant. Mm. Yeah. So we're sort of 
and I think I think Damo would really enjoy that. It's just another, mm. you know, he that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. He He's a chef. And yeah. that, I suppose that the the holiday seasons is when like you don't have to do it now. I suppose, but no. the holiday seasons is when you want to have the yeah. have it open on, on a Sunday. I suppose, but yeah, it's those people that come up from cosmopolitan yeah, and even like if, Melbourne and Bendigo, yeah. that, they expect that. Yeah, yeah. and even if they're at, down the caravan park, they'll still walk yeah. up mm. and have brunch with you. Mm. Yep. If they know you've got decent coffee, yeah. then – That's the main thing. That's, that's the thing, isn't after. it? Decent coffee. You know? So, anyway. And Dean does a d- decent coffee. Oh. Oh. Look, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going, oh, my God. Yeah. He's, he's OCD about many things mm. in his life. <laughs> coffee is one of them. Yeah. But he does a great coffee. Mm. Yeah. Well, I talk ours, too much. Apparently. Ours not so good. <laughs> ours are, yours not so no. good. I don't but think I'm, the thing I, is good. And it's to do with the fact that I talk yes. while I'm Because you're not concentrating. Yeah. I feel like you coffee don't. Coffee is an uh, artwork. Yeah. You don't put enough um, no. yeah, effort into no. it. Wow. There's yeah. no love in There's it. no love. Yeah. No, Whereas Dean, awesome coffee. Wow. Coffee critique from Chalutz. Oh, well, he's well, probably the authority on it. There you go. Mm. No, Dean is good coffee. I know. No, I'm just saying I'm just saying and I'm shit. <laughs> exactly. That's, shit. that's the point yeah. I'm focusing on. That you're telling <laughs> Allison <laughs> she's shit. She, I told her when she made it for me. That's <laughs> totally okay, Charlie. I aim to be that way. She, oh, she, so you don't have to, to do it. it. Oh, all right, that old chestnut. Yeah, right. There's method in my man. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's yeah. fair enough. Is Dean still at the golf club? Yes. Is he? Yes. And he oh, has bless OCD him. about that too. I bet he does. <sighs> Good on him though. Is it? Does he enjoy it? He must enjoy it. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, isn't it every second bloke's dream job yeah. to be a curator at a golf club? Yep. Just to sit on a lawnmower on Monday. Yeah. yeah. It's very satisfying. He's pretty and, – and he – look, he's – you know, if he could get down with the pair of scissors and trim the grass, he would. <laughs> like, he's just – he's that he, – he he loves that sort of stuff and anything that he throws himself into, it's mm. 110%. Mm. You know, sometimes I have to remind him that that's not his business. <laughs> and to come, yeah, home. come home. You know, need to come home and deal with this. Yeah. But he's, you know, I, ca- I can't cut him off. He loves it too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good on him. Well, around uh, Jack's place or Jack's house, Jack's he's got, place. He's got three acres to mow there. Yeah, yeah. just plant lawn there and he can just oh, no. mow forever. You could put in a lawn festival. I was oh, going to say, you could put be? in a putting green or a mini golf course. Yeah. <gasps> Driving Tennis range. Court? Driving range. The river. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, there's been nice. a lot of thoughts. What about a? Um, oh, a I don't jetty. think John Coates would like that. No, John Coates. What's his name? John. Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about a jetty? Have you thought about putting like? A, well, are you allowed to? No, I don't think. Didn't think so. Wait, no, mm. but if it's movable, completely different ball game. But Al, if it's movable, can't you just like put it down and just? Oh, yeah, Dad's going to bring over his party boat. Yeah, my dad. Oh, he's got one of those massive. Yeah, the party barge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's talk. Mm. There's talk that it's coming over for a visit. Yeah. On this side of the river. Great. Or this part of the river, I should say. Um, for the summer. Yeah. Oh, good. So there's a mooring spot right, right down there, isn't no, there? No, yeah. is well, there? I'd have to. We'd have to. Um, because it would be, well, there. For at least three months, we mm. need to investigate what we have to do. Yeah, but isn't the thing if you could just shift it? I you don't know if this is what you do. Yeah, mm. I know. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Play um, by the rules. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. We're, <laughs> Mitchell, we're big rule players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
long list. Mm, well, we're glad we are. We're glad you are. I'm having a really, I'm struggling today. Mm. I'm really sorry. We're glad you're rule players and you're playing by the rules and you're doing very, very well. So thank you very much for coming in. We'll let you get back to work um, and encourage everyone to go in for a burger and encourage everyone to like refer. We'll get you the Jack's house up on the website eventually so it's yes. easy to refer to, to that. Can I furnish it? Yes. And get it sorted? Yep. This is still not furnished yet. Oh, we're trying very hard. Getting furniture's yeah easy. hard at the moment, and, and it doesn't matter where you're looking. I know furniture places are having difficulty yeah. getting stuff, getting stuff yeah. in. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. There's yeah. it's difficult either way. Yeah. Mm. Um, currently, our lounge suites down there, and we're all sitting <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That makes so, awesome. Well, we're like <laughs> whatever works. What we do? all have to what pivot, do do? don't we? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Al. That's okay. Oh, see you later. Great to be chatting once again with Ben from Pioneer Ford. How are you going? Yeah, great. Thanks, Nick. Yourself? Yeah, very well. Now, you've got a couple of cars you'd like to shine a spotlight on this week. What can you tell me? An XLT Super Cab in stock available for immediate delivery at the moment, which is a bit unique. Very it nice. It is optioned with the bi-turbo engine, which is a very economical engine, tow bar, bed liner, power socket in the back for your fridge, all standard equipment, as well as all the good technological goodies with adaptive cruise and reverse camera and sat-nav and all that kind of stuff. Now, what can you tell me about the used car of the week? Oh, yes, we've got a used car of the week, which is a second-hand Everest trend with that bi-turbo, which is a very economical engine. It's got some tinted windows, very nice aftermarket wheels on it. Now, that one is priced from $50,490 Drive away, no more to pay. Get in touch with us on our website, pioneerford.com.au or via our phone, 50264 And don't forget our LMCT is 7329. Now we are coming up to summer and it will be the Vale Podcast Summer of Sport because there's heaps going on. And I suppose one of the most popular sports around this area is water sports, including obviously water skiing, uh, hydrofoiling if you're Pete Aikman and Kurt. Uh, kayaking is really popular at the moment. I see a lot of kayaking on Strava. And dragon boating. And we've got Kate, the dragon boat chief here. How are you, Kate? Good, thank you. Now, you also work at the hospital, which is where people might recognise you from, or at RDHS. I shouldn't say the hospital. It's a bad habit, isn't it? Yes, I'm, I'm the ward clerk at the at um, Robinvale District Health Services. So whenever anyone rings the organisation, they'll more than likely get my voice. Excellent. Now, we did mention you're the Dragon Boat Chief. That sounds like a bit of a lofty title. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just a very enthusiastic dragon boater (laughs) that's been dragon boating for about 11 years and I just love the sport. Have you? 11 years. So in Mildura? Yes. Right. And are you the one responsible for bringing it to Robinvale? Yes. So there's a boat that lives here now at the rowing club, isn't there? Yes. So what happened was um, my husband and I moved here um, just over three years ago, three years in July, and um, and then I gained a, a job here. He already had a job to come to. So we came here and I was travelling back to Mildura for dragon boating and we'd been invited to the Almond Blossom Festival to do some come and tries. Mm-hmm. I think we came to that twice. And we did a couple of come and tries here and it was so popular. And then I said, well, you know, to the club in Mildura, will you support me if I get a group going in Robinvale? So we, um, so th- that was all sort of really good. And so I thought, well, first thing we've got to do is get a boat. So I got onto Dragon Boat Victoria and they uh, got us a boat from Canberra. Wow. And so we got our boat and um, another visiting Dragon Boater that's got family in Redcliffs who also comes and paddles with us, Ollie. Ollie transported it from Canberra to uh, 
Robin Vale with the Albury Wodonga trailer. So they didn't paddle and it around the eastern seaboard. No, oh, no, okay. no. We offered. <laughs> Did you? I thought you might. What a trip that'd be. Yeah. yeah. So um, Ollie bought bought us the boat, and then we had some really really old paddles um, that came with our original wooden boats that we had before we got the fiberglass style that we use now. And so we knew we had paddles, and we got a grant through uh, Vic Health mm-hmm. for some life jackets to um, because we didn't have enough for the two groups with Mildura and Robinvale. Right. So we got a grant for some life jackets and that helped build our numbers up. And then COVID sort of came along right in in the middle of um, last year in January when we were trying to get get up and running mm. and we sort of had lots of stops and starts. Um, but then that sort of, I suppose it helped out in a way because we've had a bit more of a solid go now that we've, we're, we're into it and... Mm. Um, so, so the group in Robinvale have been going since uh, February this year. We sort of got a bit more of a start. Yep. And we've got registered members. I think we've got twenty three or twenty four. Wow. How many does a boat hold? So a boat holds twenty two. Okay. So we have. So someone has to sit on the sideline, or? Uh, well, we. N- not all the paddlers are active or are okay. able to come every training session. Yeah, right. So, and at the moment, we've still got restrictions on th- through our governing body, Dragon Boat Victoria. Mm-hmm. So, we're not allowed to have any more than 12 in the boat at the moment. So, we can only have 10 paddlers and you have a drummer on the front. Okay. And, um, and the person standing up the back with the big long oar is called the sweep. Okay. And they're the person that re- are responsible for the boat and for getting us around. But uh, normally a full boat will have 20 paddlers uh, and the drummer and a sweep. So it holds 22 people. The boat's about 42 foot long. It's just a bit too long for a shipping container. <laughs> Bugger. So in Mildura, we, we um, raised funds and got ourselves a shipping container as a clubhouse. Yeah. And then we got a local engineer to cut the end out mm-hmm. and put a extension in to hold just to just to house that extra foot the of extra the nose. Foot. Yeah. <laughs> and and we had rollers put on the floor and, ah. and a big frame and we just push the boat in and it goes off the trolley um, onto the rollers and we just push it into the container. That's interesting because so. Charlie did ask me about because I was over at cricket training last Thursday and that's where I sort of had this thought that oh we need to get the dragon boaters in. Um and I saw you guys getting it in and out of the shed and Charlie did ask me yesterday how you go about it. And I went, mm, I don't know, I can't really see that far. I can see silhouettes. So how do you? Well, I can yeah, fill you in on that. Yeah, please. So um, we got a grant through, um, thanks to the Euston Club, they've been wonderful supporters of us. Mm-hmm. They also gave us a grant a few years ago to help with paddles for Muldura because we, you know, have come up here regularly. Yep. So, um, yeah, they gave us a grant for a, a trolley and it's got car wheels on it and it's a cradle. And ah. it's got handles on the side. So the cradle is the width of the boat. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just touched something I shouldn't have. Um, the cradle is the width of the boat so that, and it's got a light carpet on the bottom. So we just, um, when we uh, pull it out of the water, we just put the cradle in place and put chocks at the wheels. Yep. And it's got car wheels on it. And we just push the boat up to it and then it just slides on and we put it in. We've got a mark in the centre of the boat. Yeah. And so we make sure that's in the middle of the, in the centre of the trolley and then we just walk it up the boat ramp and the handles come out. So um, council have also given us um, access to, with our own padlock on the chain, they took a bollard out for us so we could get the boat through. Ah. So we can walk the boat from the rowing club directly down to the down right. to the water and back. So um, so it's just like a boat trailer essentially that you don't have to worry about backing the well, ute into. Yeah, it's just yeah. a handle, like a handle cradle trolley with car wheels on it. That's awesome. It, it rolls very, very easily. Like one person can get out of the shed by themselves. Wow. I suppose the mm. fibreglass, because you're talking about the older style wooden boats. Yes. They would have been 
a lot heavier than the fiberglass they, models. They are, yes, yeah. yes, and also, but the just getting back to the old boats. The very old boats were very narrow and tippy because the bottom of the boat came down on an angle. Oh, and, and the floor wasn't flat; it had a real angle. So when you paddled, you sort of had your feet up on the angle part. So the bottom of the boat wasn't flat. Where the new boats have got a slight concave in them, mm. and they are very steady in the water. In the old oh. boat, we couldn't even turn around to speak to someone, or you'd nearly tip the boat over. Oh, really? We had to teach everyone that in the very early days. You know, you don't move. You get in the boat. <laughs> get in the boat. Hold on with your bum. Well, they call it ass on the gunnel. Yeah. <laughs> so what that is is the the side of the boat's called the gunnel. Yeah. So you put your, your bum and, you know, everyone that paddles, you go straight to the edge of the boat. Mm. So the further apart you are, the more um, balance it's got. Um, and then if, if we're in rough water, we'll put our paddles out flat, flat and they act like a, a bit like a um, – like a catamaran. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yep. So they just give the boat a bit more stability. If we, if someone's moving seats or anything like that, we stop yep. paddling and we um, put our paddles out flat. So how far are you paddling? Um, in a training session, um, Jess Curran's got a gadget on her phone. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so she helps us out with that. We work yeah. out how far we're going and how, and how many uh, you know strokes a minute and all this sort of thing. It's really good. Yeah. And so we've been doing about four kilometres okay. in, in the hour. Do you do two um, upstream? Uh, we, we're going everywhere. We well, we we do like to do laps around the caravan park so yeah, that right. people see us <laughs> <laughs> out there for a parade, and, waving at the and kids. And when we go under the bridge, yep. um, it it uh, when we the, um, the the Alex is usually our drummer, mm-hmm. and so when Alex is hitting the drum, it really echoes on the water under the bridge, and everyone wow. loves that. So we we do laps sort of out around, you know, about a kilometre and a half distance. Yeah, um, just do a few laps, but we we have been up into the cutting, and we've also been downstream a, a fair distance. You'd get downstream yeah. pretty quickly we at do, the moment. Yeah. yeah, we're noticing that we've been practicing. So let me get back to the technique. Mm. That, that most um, everyone in the boat is new except for myself. Okay, so they've only started dragon boating pretty much in February. Right, and we've got them to the stage that. They're ready for racing. Really? The technique, everyone's technique has been blowing me away. And because I'm also an accredited coach with Dragon Boat Victoria. Okay. And um, But I'm only learning to be a coach and so I just, um, I'm a bit, bit of a sponge, get all my information off other people and I've got a couple of contacts in Dragon Boat Victoria that have been helping me out with, um, you know, some things I'm not sure how to help fix something, someone's technique or mm. um, with the paddling so I've been getting help from them but just watching them and getting them just getting them to do what I've learned yep I'm, I'm only really just passing it on we've got some awesome paddlers they're doing really really well so that's awesome yeah so yeah. where are the near where do we have to go to race could we bring a race to Robinvale eventually oh, I'd love to <gasps> wouldn't love we to. oh yeah, in- a rowing event like because that rowing club down there and the river here in my opinion we should have a really active rowing club, which includes dragon boating and kayaking and crew and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, so a rowing festival or some sort of boat festival would be – I mean, we have the ski race, but that's really – that's different. We had um, – when the club in Mildura first formed, they had the Masters Games. Yep. I don't know if you remember them back in 2009 and I think it was – I was overseas in 2009. Yeah, and 2011. So they had the Masters Games in Mildura. Right. And so Dragon Boat – 
um, South Australia came across and uh-huh. because usually the gov- whoever's the organising body, yep. they will come and bring the boats so that the boats are all the same and it's, you know, they're usually all pretty much bought around the same time so you haven't got an old boat and a new boat and yep. that sort of thing. And they bring everything, even the boys to put in the water. And So we had two events in Mildura then and then um, I think we had another one in 13, just sort of a dragon boating event. Yeah, right. And it'll be, yeah, we, we've actually been in contact with South Australia and I think in the near future there might be something that Ooh. we can bring to either Mildura or Robinvale. Yeah. Um, and showcase the river. Yeah. But, um, dragon boating's so big. The, we've been going to the Masters Games mm-hmm. and we went to the Masters Games in Tasmania in 2018 mm-hmm. and the competitors at that were nearly bigger than the swimming. Wow. And, and then uh, 2000 and, oh, no, two years ago, or 12 months ago, we went to Adelaide mm. and the competitors were 1,500. It was more than the swimmers. Well, well, I suppose it's a bit more accessible than swimming. I mean, you don't have to be at a certain, you know, athletic standard or an elite swimmer and not everybody is a swimmer, mm. but anyone can jump in a dragon boat. They can, can yeah. Can't they? And we find too that a lot of people that um, have had hip operations or have knee and leg problems, yep. they find that dragon boating is so good for them because it still builds up all their core body muscles yep. but they don't have to use – you do use your legs, believe it or not. Mm. If you, after a dragon boat session, if you've got sore muscles in the legs, it means you've been doing it right because well, you good. use your legs for every stroke when you, you use your legs to push yep. push your body back and yep. and be a part of that. But we do get a lot of people that, that, do have, that can't do the regular walking, running, mm. those sort of things, um, but they can come and dragon boat. So it's a good low-impact cardio and strength exercise. Exceptionally good for cardio. Yeah. Yeah. I tell everyone I'm good for a minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> that's how long if we if in a in about a two fifty meter race, yeah, um, we either race two hundred or two fifty, and two fifty is about a minute and a half, yeah. And around the two hundred meters, you know, especially if you're going downstream, you can nearly crack a minute, yeah. So, especially at the moment, yes. with how fast it's going. Yeah, because I'm a kayaker. In my youth, I was a rower, but now a kayaker, and going upstream at the moment is hard work when you're on your own and I can imagine that if you've had to cut the crew in half that you'd be getting a bit more of a cardio workout going up because there's half the amount of people to do the work. Yeah we only had um, I think it was eight at training on um, last last Thursday I think it was eight and and usually we won't take the boat out in under eight paddlers because it's just too hard of work but we just just Take it easy, and you just do your do your training session a little bit different to allow for yep. less people in the boat. But it's it's very good, very good exercise, and we're just doing lots of different things with working with technique. Like we even closed our eyes and paddled and felt the, felt the boat because yep. you you bob forward with every. Um, here's me doing all the actions. <laughs> <laughs> you bob forward with every um, stroke, and so we closed our eyes, and that and that was a, a tip that was given to me from one of the. Melbourne crew, yeah, you know, right. give that a go, and then when you open your eyes, see where everyone's at. Yeah, and um, so that way you can you feel the boat mm. and you w- roughly work out your timing yeah, because right. with the two people sitting up the front are called the strokes, mm-hmm. and so they set the pace for the whole boat. Right. So usually you have strong paddlers as strokes mm-hmm. because they need to be able to do the whole race and keep the pace at how you need it. Yep. Um, so how a race goes is we break our race up into sections. So the first five or six strokes is your your first 
part of your start. Yep. So when when um, we line up, we have our paddles in the water. Mm-hmm. So when the gun goes off, the first stroke is beneficial. Yep. You, you pull with your yep. uh, with your first stroke. Mm. And um, we've been practicing the grunt. I don't know if you know about like you know how the tennis players grunt. Yep. They actually do that for a reason. Yeah. To get more power. And it engages your core. Yeah. Yeah. So I been, mean, it's annoying as hell on the tennis court, but well, in the boat, you kind of need. We're it. having a lot of fun doing yeah. that. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> so we do the grunt on, and your first stroke should be the very strongest stroke of the whole race. Yep. Um, so we the first five gets us up on a plane. Mm-hmm. Then we do 14 strokes after that slightly faster. Yep. And they give us our speed for the race. Yep. And then we lengthen our strokes we, um, for, the, for the rest of the race mm-hmm. and have the strokes really long so that you're getting more power in the boat and they should keep your speed going. Wow. So, there's so much to it, isn't there, when there's there so is. many people involved? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, not, it's not too dissimilar to, you know, our rowing crews when they're mm-hmm. in a, in a, uh, a long boat, but... Yeah, it's it's pretty technical, and I suppose it every is. every sport it ha- does have its technique and its technicalities. Yes, but when you see you know you guys in the water and you make it look easy, you're just like, oh yeah, I could do that, sure. Yeah. But I suppose the the message here is: Are you always looking for new members? Are oh. you encouraging new members to come along? Absolutely, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We'd love love to, um, yeah, get any members. And it's, it's just such a good sport. You can be competitive like myself, or mm-hmm. you can be just come as a social. A social gathering and enjoy the exercise. Are you competitive, um, Kate? Oh, just a little bit. Are you? Just a bit. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to be dragon boating, you need to be 12 years old. Yep. Um, the other thing I haven't mentioned is we've got a crew here in Robinvale. We've got five members from the one family with three generations. Is that the Curran family? It could be. Oh, I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all... how I got onto you, actually. Yes. Jess did tell me that you were the dragon boat chief. So <laughs> I take what Jess says uh, very, very seriously. Yes. Uh, which is great though. That's so good. It is. Because you don't there's not many sports where you can have three generations involved at the same time. That's right. And that's is what's there? pretty special about it. Yeah. And, and um the kids are really enjoying it as well. You know, so they're they're able to be involved with their with their parents and their grandparents and That's it's, so it's really good. good. Yeah. And you've got brand new um carbon fibre paddles. Yes, we have. Thank you for touching base on that. So um, thanks to the lo- local, some local businesses, quite a few businesses gave us funding. Um, I'll just mention those, the Robinvale Op Shop, Robinvale Community Aid Hop- Op Shop, Select Harvests, Rotary, Robinvale and Euston, and Swan Hill Rural City Council, along with Krasner Motors, who so the, the, those other names, uh, businesses gave us funding mm-hmm. and Krasner Motors collected them from Adelaide for us. Oh, brilliant. So thanks so to good. all those. Yeah, so good when you can get local businesses to handle the logistics because that's a killer sometimes. Like is. freight is a killer. I don't know, Leet and Ryan have done the same – uh, with Ryan Logistics, have done the same thing with the golf club. So right. such a, that's a, the beauty of living in a small community when everyone can chip in and help out because it, it is. is a massive help. And it's so much appreciated by the support from all of them. And and having said again, um, the Euston Club fully funded our trolley, so we're mobile, we're in they're the water. They're so good. And our, our paddles have turned up and they're um, they're nice and black and sleek and got a, <laughs> a, a, a beautiful uh, decal on them with Robin Vale Euston on them. Um, the old, the very old clunkers, as we call them, the very first lot we had. Though I did an exercise where I weighed all the different types of paddles that we had, mm. and so the old ones weighed nine hundred and eighty grams. That's nearly a kilo. Yep. Then we went to a um, a grey owl paddle, which is a wooden one, mm. because in those 
you know, the, at that time the carbon fibre was too expensive. So they were 610 and now the carbon fibres we've got weigh 340 grams. Wow. So you've so, gone from nearly a kilo to almost nothing. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's great. They're, It'll make a difference lovely. too for anyone that, you know, could be recovering from shoulder injury, arm injury or that can't, you know, struggles with a bit of strength in that that initial period before, you know, before Absolutely. building strength up. That's yes. so good. And I must mention before we go is um, dragon boating is very well recognised for breast cancer survivors. Oh, really? Yes. So it's very big in Australia. A lot of the clubs in Australia have um, – that they might have like Mildura Robinvale group and then they'll have the breast cancer survivor group. Ah. So there is a lot of breast cancer survivors out there. And when we compete, they have events. Usually there's only one event and if you've got a couple of members in your club, they'll put them into another team so that they can get the opportunity to paddle in the breast cancer yeah. survivor events. And that's very special. Yeah. Now that you so. mention it, that does – the first time I ever came across dragon boating was when I lived in Darwin and it's yes. huge up there. It is. And I reckon there was – their, the own, their own sort of competition for breast cancer survivors, yes. or not competition, but their own sort of group, yeah, or their own mm. couple of boats. And it's lovely. They also, at most comps we go to, they do a breast cancer survivors um, display out on the water. They get the boats together and they sc- scatter petal, rose petals on the water yeah. and oh, like have nice. a minute silence for those that are no longer with us. It's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. But it's a very good exercise for breast cancer survivors. It's great for their rehabilitation. Yep. And we actually do have a, a Robin Vale member that's a oh, survivor. Oh, fantastic. So that's, even, that's you know, pretty special too. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, we, if anybody wants to join, can they just go to training on a Thursday night or do you still doing yeah. Sunday mornings? Or? Yes. yes. Yep. So we we're training at Thursday night at six o'clock. So yep. we're training tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we train at eight thirty on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So everyone sort of, when I say these times, that's the start time. So everyone tries and gets there half an hour before because we we warm up so we don't get any injuries. We yep. do stretches and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if someone new, we take them through all the safety stuff. Great. Um, beforehand, that's important. Yeah, especially so being in water. I'm happy for anyone to contact me on my phone number. Which I'll put on the website. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the other important thing is um, b- before they come, they need to register on the Dragon Boat Victoria website for a Dragon Pass. Right. Is that fair insurance and yes, things it like is. that? Yeah, right. Yes. So um, but we, 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 we don't let anyone in the boat unless they've got their Dragon Pass and that gives them 30 days free. Ah. Um, dragon boating. And that can, they can Dragon Boat in Mildura or here. That gives them membership yep. um, to Dragon Boat anywhere. And you can do that through mildurodragons.com.au? Is there links on that website? Uh, no, more so on our uh, – um, I'd rather point them to the Dragon Boat Victoria website. Oh, right, okay. So if they put in dragonboatvictoria.com.au yep. and on the very front page there's this big lettering that says uh, Dragon Pass. Right. So they just need to apply for that 30-day free Dragon Pass. I'll put that on the website too so people yes, can – um, People can find it all there because we are, like I mentioned to you earlier, we are compiling a list of community groups um, so people know where there's a central point of contact so people know where to find things. And we get a lot of um, visiting paddlers in Mildura. Yeah. We haven't had any here yet, but I'm expecting But you never know. Yep, people see us out in the water and say, oh, I'm a paddler from such and such. Yeah. And, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's great. Well, hopefully Robinvale is going to be very busy over summer. So, um, yeah, we'll put a community group page together and point people to you Thursday nights at 6 o'clock and 8.30. Get there half an hour early if you want to join and um, or get in touch with Kate. All the details are on the website. Kate, thank you for giving up your lunch break today. Happy paddling, everyone. <laughs>
Take your game in a new direction, northwest or downstream to Robinvale, with a brand new resort development, a magnificent 18-hole golf course, amazing food and entertainment in the clubhouse. It's a perfect spot for a quick getaway or extended golf trip. Take your game in a new direction to the Robinvale Golf Resort. Well, I have to come down and have a hit. Yeah, you will. The course uh, is are they open because they were closed for a couple of days. The golf course was closed for renovations. They, yeah, they're doing some whole movements and stuff. Yeah, so Leighton Ryan, um, and this is the good thing about living in a country town too. So Leighton Ryan did a backload, saved the club thousands of dollars yeah. backloading the sand to renovate the greens. Oh, nice. So that's what's been happening at yeah. the moment. And the, so the course has been closed for a couple of days. The bistro is not open for dining because they can only have 10 people. Yeah. Um, so it's just not – it's a hard balancing act. And you know what? They're doing a magnificent job. Like, I don't know how They're still John, doing takeaways. They're, they're doing takeaways. Yeah. But the balancing act between can you open the bistro, can't, like at weighing up the wages. I think they are starting to. Um, I, I spoke to Carmel yesterday. Are they? Yeah, okay. Oh, they're not during the week, I don't think. Oh. Actually, that reminds me. I'm supposed to be having lunch with Ali Cupper tomorrow at the golf club. And oh, that'd if be she's, lovely. If she's not, but if they're not open for lunch, oh. then I'll have to ring them and find out. But Well, you know. What? Get them to do a special lunch just for you and Ali. Oh, no. I'm sure they'll love that. I'm sure they would, but oh, the rigmarole around doing that, no. no. Um, but there's not really a good segue here, but the ad in Mildura <laughs> Living. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect segue. It is a perfect segue. Oh, who's that golfer there? That's Jacob. I oh, know. <laughs> and who's that guy having beers? The intern. That's Ethan, yeah. the intern. And who are these people in the children's room? I don't know. That's me and Peyton. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, and Tony oh. Natali and Osti Coffee. Oh, good. Yeah, that I hijacked their lunch one day while we, while we had Darren Sealer on site doing the photos, and they are beautiful photos. Um, he's done all of these. And Tony and Osti, obviously they're talking about racehorses because you know who Osti Coffee is? No. Very, very um, well-known horse trainer, oh, racehorse there trainer. You go. His son – no, sorry. Yeah, Osti Coffee, and Harry is the jockey. Yeah, right. Um, who's won a couple of um, decent races this year. So so that's oh, good. good. Anyway, I hijacked their lunch and bought them a beer so they could be in that photo. <laughs> oh, you had to twist their arm. <laughs> well, you Here know. Here you go. Here's yeah, a beer. exactly. Yeah. I'll buy you a beer if you sit there nicely and let, yeah. t- let us take your photo. But um, I've got the spring edition of Mildura Living in front of me. And Ooh, I was – flash. It, it is flash. I love. I don't buy a huge amount of magazines, yeah. but I love this magazine. It's, it is a good magazine. It's a great magazine. It's a very classy – um, it's one of those ones that you can take, like if you're going camping or down the river, you can take it and it will sit in the caravan for all of summer and you keep coming back and back to it to read the articles. We get them, uh, someone must get it at work or they, they drop them off. Yeah. Like one at work. Yeah. And it was funny because we used to have them all the time, but someone's cotton onto it. And <laughs> started pilfering them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can buy you can buy them and it's, they're cheap. As far as magazines go, I think they're like eight, yeah, eight ninety five. Yeah. That's cheap for a magazine. Yeah. The so. last time I went to buy magazines before a holiday, not this one, some yeah. other ones, oh, I was mortified. I don't think I bought a magazine in ages. Well, I hadn't either, which is why I was mortified at the price. But, but $8.95 for a magazine I like would this buy is. the Majority Living magazine because they're awesome. They are awesome. <laughs> they are wonderful. <laughs> and hopefully we're going to partner with Majority Living magazine into the summer and beyond. But uh, um, some of the articles in this edition, the spring edition – both written by Kirsten Floyd, and I do love the way Kirsten writes. Um, Art Vault, you were saying that you were there. Uh, when did I go? I can't remember if it was the start of this week, maybe. Um, yeah, but there wasn't much left. God. So I went in to see Sharon and Tony at Mildura Living at the workshop. Have you ever been into that place? Uh, is that the one out on Sam Mania? No. It's on mm, 
lime, I want to say. I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah. um, I hadn't been in there before either. It had been passed a million times. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Sharon and Tony gave me the explanation of the – it used to be a garage. Yeah. Yeah, it's Apple. really cool. Yeah. The- no, 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 the Mildura Living Offices. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I went off track. For, <laughs> coming back to the art vault. So the art vault was never a garage. No, no, no. It's an art gallery but closing down. It's a nice down. building. It's yeah. A nice building. And I'm really sad because when I was there, that's how I got onto that, sorry, when I was at Mildura Living chatting with Sharon and Tony, they had said don't be, don't dawdle, go to the art. If you're in the market for some art. Yeah, see, I did dawdle because oh. I saw this, like they had the big signs at the front. Yeah. Saying sale, so. And I said, oh, I must go in there. And then when I did, there was there was some stuff there but there wasn't much left. Oh, God. God, that's disappointing because every time, and I've had kids with me the last kind because it's been school holidays. Yeah. So, and I don't want to take, especially the young child, into a, an art gallery because yeah. that's a recipe for disaster. And I'd like to think I'm a little bit respectful. <laughs> so, um, I haven't been in, but I'm hoping to get in this week to see if there's anything left because you know art is always had, a good investment. Uh, I didn't really ask, but they could have had some stuff out the back that. But you can walk all the way through it. Like you can go out the back where they do all the uh, restorations and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Mm. I must go in and have a look. Hopefully they're still open. And they're really nice, really helpful. Yeah. She so. wouldn't. She knows a thing or two. Just That's just what I gather from this article. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't. I think I talked to her. Julie? No, I talked to a guy. Julie and Kevin Chambers. Are you sure? It's not. Because well, Dr. Kevin Chambers died. <laughs> It's not the same person. He's not a, a few. Oh, let me read you the first part of this article. For a few years during their university days, Julie and Kevin Chambers dated before going their separate ways. Many years later, they reconnected through mutual friends, and despite the passing of Ke- passing of time, Kevin and Julie rediscovered a bond that had endured until Kevin's death in 2020. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. See. Yeah. Um, total schmuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's arguable. Speaking of doctors, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, and you would have seen this if you have flicked through the magazine. Have you flicked through the magazine? Yes, I have oh, okay. flicked through the magazine. See, My uh, father bought it. Did he? Yeah, because um, uh, Carmel told him that there was going to be a thing in the golf club and he thought it was going to be. The feature will be in this Yeah. This coming in the summer edition. Yeah, he thought it was then, so he bought it. But there is a picture. There. He saw a picture of Eves and Jacob. He was happy. Yeah, well, <laughs> great. I'm, I'm glad that he's he's a proud non-norgue. Yeah. But there will be a feature in the summer edition. Um. And I might even get to write that. So that's wow. another. I know. I know. Are you someone that will proofread. <laughs> Excuse me. You know I'm a writer by trade. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did my traineeship. It was copywriting when I first oh. started in radio. I thought it was just talking a lot. You do that well. well yeah. <laughs> I do that well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Even that's arguable. But you would have seen the article on the visiting specialists. Yes, and there's a lot. To. There's a lot. Yeah, and I was looking at the orthopaedic surgeons because I've had a couple of knee surgeries in Mildura and not by any of these orthos. Mm. Uh, although it could have been this guy, uh, Matthias Russ. He's I feel like you wouldn't remember that name. I don't remember names. I'm not great with names. Well. But I remember the last guy that did my um, arthroscope on my left knee, which is now my rain knee, was a German bloke because right. I remember him saying to me, oh, your knee was a mess. It had two little bunny rabbits in his that we needed to take out. That guy doesn't look like he speaks like that. I think that's judging a book by its cover, isn't it? But anyway, that's what that's what he said to me and I lost my mind <laughs> in laughter. It's just done. <laughs> German accent. <laughs> I don't even know whether that was a German accent, but that's what—that's how I remember it. But there's 
yeah, visiting neurologists and orthos, which is and uh, yeah, go out by the because it is a, a good um, rundown on them too. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, it's yeah, a great background. Stories. Yeah, there's some good stories in I, this one. Uh, I do like looking at the houses in there. Yeah. When they do the do open you want houses. to talk about the one on the front page? Well, that that's not the one near is, me. That's just uh, that's another one. Which there's, one are you talking? Not the one on the front cover. I thought that was the one that you were talking about that no, you no. were in the market to buy. No, <laughs> but it was no. a little bit out of your. <laughs> it was a lot out of my probably you know two million out of my price range. Um, um, no, but there wasn't. There is some. There is normally like Bobby was in there once. And yeah, thing, that was, was only good. that wasn't that long ago. I reckon it would have been summer. The Sub, summer yeah, it could have been last year. It's still on my coffee table. This is what I mean. Such yeah. a good magazine, and it's I've still got. Four of them sitting on my coffee table at home yeah. from the last year, which is good. Well, Jade's flicking through the pages. Um, just want to say happy birthday to mum. It's going to be her 70th yeah. birthday on Saturday. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, Mary. That's wonderful. What did you get her? Can't tell you because when she listens to this before Saturday. Does she listen to it as soon as it comes out? Yes. Does no, she? I don't know. You, <laughs> her and your brother? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's they, good. They sit around the wireless together. <laughs> the wireless? <laughs> Gee whizzer. They're probably not getting great reception if they're sitting around the wireless to listen to this. No. They need a couple of other. Um, oh, look, Anne's in there too. Yep, she's in there. I think Ellie was in there as well. She is, and so is Ben and Skip. Who's Ben and Skip? I'm sorry, what? Who's Ben and Skip? Ben and Skip. Just think about that for a minute. Oh. <laughs> well, you know why? Because uh, my picture wasn't there with them. <laughs> Do you think you are actually the brand? Well, you know, a lot of people have been uh, saying they've seen my commercial. They don't say the Pioneer Four commercial. They've yeah, seen my commercial. It probably needs to be redone. I had this I conversation with um, with Ben last year. Yeah. I think that that Just ad get really one with the kids there, which are their age. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing that dates it. The yeah, kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, but I suppose if you don't know uh, the kids, you don't know how old that is. Yeah, but you know, you'd know that the ad's been on for three or four years. Is this the one? The Curtin Avenue one? Yeah, that's just down the road from where I am. Is that the one you were going to buy? No. Why? Because I don't think it even went in the market. That's a lot of house for one bloke and a yeah. dog. It's beautiful though. Yeah. Isn't it? There's a couple of dogs in there already that chase Harley every time he goes past. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that bath. I, I love a good claw bath. Anyway, um, this is probably not making good uh, listening. No, that's, but it might make someone go, is this the one? That's a picture that's on the front. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, yeah, is, yeah, there's always uh, something nice to look at in there. Mm. Um, we need to shout out to Georgina Higgins. Oh, yeah. I thought that was on your list. It is on my list. That's why I'm doing it. I've seen the houses now in Mildura Living. We can move on. Yeah. Georgina Higgins did her shave for a cure a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right. Uh, she Are you going to put that picture on uh, the thing, the website? I can, I can share it, yeah. But um, I was looking for uh, how much she raised for her fundraiser and she hasn't got it on there. So I'll have to message her and um, and get hold of it. But she did say that she decided to participate in The Greatest Shave. It's taken her five years to work up the courage to to do this. So good on oh, her. Good on her. That, what's, the, what's The Greatest Shave for? Um, it's for leukaemia, but she was doing it um, for uh, – she's got friends that have um, that have had cancer – yeah, as well. So it was recently more of a, passed away. Yeah, correct. So um, yeah, she did say it was a very emotional day. But Select put on a barbecue and um, and they did it there. So yeah. yeah so well done. Do you go on tennis this week? Where? Here. Oh, tennis starts no. this Friday no, night. No, I've got. Um, there's a market on this Friday night too, though. Mm-hmm. No, I've got. Uh, 
It's I've got to pick stuff up for mum on Saturday morning. If that makes sense. In Mildura. In Mildura. So I'm not going to drive up and then drive back. So you're not coming to the market either then? No. Mm, interesting. Well, on Thursday night, I was looking around. We're at cricket training and there was a lot of people at cricket training, which is great. They've got good numbers and they've got an intra-club cricket match on. Well, not a match. It's training because they can't yeah. have matches. Um this Saturday, but then you look over on a Thursday night and there's people on the basketball court, and I should have been at basketball training, um, and then the dragon boaters putting the boat in on a Thursday night as well. There's a lot happening um, down there. Sorry? There's a lot happening down there. Yeah, there's a lot happening down there. You know there. what? Uh, the council should put out feelers for – can they sell that area around here so someone could actually put something there? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – it's Crownland. Land. Uh. So we own the building – but uh, there has been people inquire. Um, not sure how much further that's gone, but I agree. But, however, the thing that stops that is that we put out um, expressions of interest last year for people to hire the commercial kitchen at the community centre and set up from there as a trial yeah. during summer and got nothing. Huh. So it, that doesn't really encourage, yeah. you know. The, uh, also... Just uh, while we're talking about water, <laughs> you know, there's there's uh, one Wait, species. Lie down before you hurt yourself with this random fact from Charlie. One species of uh, jellyfish is immortal. Do you know this? What? Yeah, it's a. Uh, well, well, I'll try to pronounce this as best as I can. Uh, the true no Trotopsis uh, durani. Uh, yeah. Does it have a nickname? Uh, the immortal jellyfish. Real? Yeah. What? So when it uh, so uh, well so when it becomes well sexually mature or active, um, <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all right. It's all consent and. Stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How does a jellyfish consent? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it reverts back to its childlike state. So what? Yeah. So it kind of reproduces with itself, but it's so the same it ages jellyfish. backwards. Yeah. And never dies. Same jellyfish. Wow. Yeah. So does it, but it, does it reproduce? So it does it go backwards after it reproduces? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's actually a good one, Charlie. Well, I like that. I feel like the last three, the last two have been good as well. No, the last. The, <laughs> the fingerprint one. No, the fingerprint one was insane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that one I quite enjoy though. Yeah, that I, was a good one. I was like, I was trying to find a funny one, but then I saw that and I thought, that's really interesting. Huh. Hmm. Does that mean that there's a risk that these immortal jellyfish could take over the ocean? Yeah, well, haven't you seen – what's that? Um, what did I just watch? There's a show. Uh, <laughs> and the big jellyfishes. Oh, that's right, Suicide Squad. Have you seen the new Suicide Squad? No, I've never seen any Suicide Squad. So the new <laughs> Suicide Squad, it's a massive jellyfish. Well, it's a starfish. What? But, uh, <laughs> but close enough. Cl- close enough. And it, <laughs> and it spits out uh, little baby starfishes out of its armpits. Nothing, nothing to do with this one. This <laughs> Another story brought to you by Chalut. Do yourself a favour. Go and see Suicide oh, Squad. No, thanks. I've mm. got plenty of other things to do with my time. But New James of, Bond movie's coming out. Yeah, and I'm not dis, I'm not disinterested in that. I've only ever seen one other mm. James Bond film. I think it was Daniel Craig's first one. Oh. Yeah, that I went and saw at a beautiful old theatre in Wyoming. Oh. Mm, funnily enough. But speaking of jellyfish, I remember – I don't know whether whether it would have made the news here. I would imagine not. But when I lived in Queensland, I 
quite often would go out for a surf in the afternoon. And I remember being down at Coolum one Saturday afternoon and there'd been a lot of, there might have been a couple of deaths from Irukandji jellyfish. So there was a lot of alarm around the, um, the population of Irukandji jellyfish around the Sunshine Coast. And I remember being out, um, yeah, off Coolum Beach and seeing one jellyfish go past me and I kind of went, oh, sugar, oh, just paddle that. over here, paddle over there, and there was another one go past. I went, uh-oh. Then there was another one go past, and I literally saw five or six in the f- – you know, in the space of 30 seconds and I went, okay, that's it. I'm not, I'm not waiting for any more. I'll get back in. So I drove home and I was living up in Twanton past Noosa. And that's when the suicide squad turned up. <laughs> no, the suicide squad didn't turn up, oh. but the channel seven chopper did. And you often see, you know, on the beach, yeah. you often see choppers overhead. You don't think anything of it, but got home and turned on the news and it Ten was like, no, no, no. It was like bubble wrap. They were showing footage oh. of Coolum Beach and Maroochydore being absolute, or Coolum Beach down to Maroochydore, like Majimba and down through there, um, being covered in these Irukand, and Irukandji jellyfish are tiny. Like they're only little, yeah. but they were, there were so many of them that they ended up having to close the beach. And I did remember hearing the siren and the announcement that they were closing the beach and I went, oh, that was, didn't really think anything of it until I switched on the news. I went, oh God. How, so that um, makes me wonder if these immortal jellyfish, if they're going to overpopulate the ocean, what do we do about that? Well. Sea bin. I don't know. They might be good for the ocean. You never know. Could be. Hmm. I don't. I, I don't know. I dare say, you know, anyway, climate change story. will uh, slow them down. <laughs> yeah, we were having a conversation about climate change yesterday and looking at some data about um, like historic, historical figures and how it ebbs and flows and how, yeah, anyway. Hey. Let's not get into that conversation. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh, there's been a few more um, earthquakes. Yeah. There's been rumbles ever since. Yeah. Like little minor ones. Yeah. Have you been feeling them? Um, I could have felt one this morning. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was. I think it was just. I think I ate some bad deli meat yesterday. <laughs> got up too quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, got up too quickly. But um, no, I haven't felt any more. But aftershocks yeah. are not uncommon. Yeah. For a long time. Like I go. said, in the Bay Area, you it's a daily thing. You get every morning in the paper. You get the earthquake report yeah, well. on how many, how many, where, and what they measured on the Richter scale. There you go. Yeah, the mm. seismology. I can't even remember the department where they. Anyway, it's a big industry in the San Francisco Bay Area. Seismologist, times. great times. Uh, what else? I don't know. What I'm else? Gonna... I think that's probably about it. Mm. Next week, though, is going to be a big one. Ooh. Ooh. Jamie Siddons has finally got back to me. All right, don't say it yet. Never know. Maybe. No, he's locked it in. He's locked it in? He's locked it in. Is he here? No. Oh. We've got to ring him oh. or Zoom. He doesn't mind. But, um... Oh, of course, he can't come here. He's in Adelaide. No, exactly. He's in Adelaide. Yeah. So, And they're still in school holidays, which is why he couldn't do it today. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to do next week. And Seamus Mitchell will be in as well, as we mentioned to Al earlier, um, which she couldn't believe that he said yes. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. You're his mum. Of course he's going to say no to yeah. you. He's Have we got say. permission from the Hawthorne Football Club? We don't need permission from the Hawthorne Football Club. Well, you know. He hasn't played for Hawthorne yet. He's only played for Box Hill. a big business. They are a big business. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Yeah. It's good for him. Just it's saying. good. Just saying. It's good. This is low-key media exposure. Right. However, we are international. Yeah, it's true. Mm. And I if know. you have any, don't tell the Hawthorne Football Club out there. Why? Well, you know, because you might be allowed to. You don't know. Of course he's allowed to. He can clear that with his management. Oh. He's a big boy. Like this is this is his thing. Oh, it's it's all good. Oh. Settle down, Charlie. No, I'm just concerned. The young fella. 
<laughs> your concerns are misplaced, I think. Oh. Mm. See you anyway, later. Bye. Happy birthday, Mary. Yeah. Well, I is said that it before. It? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven straight down the middle by the Robin Vale Golf Resort. RobinvaleGolfClub.com.au. Thank you.